like to speak with you this morning um, about dana, uh, dana practice, dana intention, dana way of looking and way of relating uh, to our experience. And um, this word uh, dana, D-A-N-A, I think Nathan mentioned it in one of the talks, often translated as uh, generosity. Um, literally means that which is given uh, freely, yeah, or giving, yeah, giving. That which is giving, given freely without, um, without price, without expectation. And often when I uh, reflect on that, yes, I, I feel, you know, that sense of, yeah, these teachings you know, offered uh, without price, without expectation, because they are priceless. Yeah. We couldn't put a price on them if we tried. Uh, at least that's my feeling <laughs> and aspiration. Some people are doing it. <laughs> And if we reflect on our time on retreat, yeah, we can uh, really feel that this is this principle, this attitude, this practice of dana is uh, what makes um, this retreat possible. Yeah. What makes this retreat possible on so many levels, in so many ways. I can say um, we've given the gift of the practice, we've given the gift of the silence, we've given the gift um, of this retreat to each other uh, by being here. Yeah. And also many others have given us this gift, yeah? people in our lives um, outside of this particular retreat setting. People here at Gaia House the staff, the residential staff who put in so much work. Yeah. One, of the <laughs> one of the mornings on this retreat, Nathan said to me at breakfast, he said, I didn't know it was the director's, uh, in the director's job description to ring the bell for breakfast. <laughs> and it isn't, but the because of um, a shortage in work retreatants because of COVID, then the, pay, the, the staff are coming in to make breakfast. <laughs> yeah. And to ring the bell for breakfast and put, put it out. So we can see there's a spirit of dana there. Yeah? It goes beyond roles and job descriptions. And, and we can also reflect, you know, this is also one of my you know, really loved reflections on dana is the sense of all all the beings, yeah, over yeah, hundreds and thousands of years who've given us the gift of this practice, yeah, through practicing themselves. Yeah, they've kept it alive so that, you know, at this time in history we can come together and listen to the teachings and reflect on the teachings and explore the practices. 
In the same way, we can see that by doing that, we're keeping it alive for those coming in the future, whether it's just the next retreat starting on Thursday or those that will come, you know, in a hundred years, in a five hundred years, in a thousand years. So maybe we can start to feel, to see, you know, this, this principle, this quality, this attitude, this way of looking of dana, so key yeah, to our time here. We can also uh, reflect on dana and, and see that it's, as I've just said, it's about participation. Yeah. Our dana reflection, our dana practice, about participation, about a sense of community. Yeah, both with these immediate, with those immediately <laughs> in front of us. Yeah, as you were doing your um, yogi jobs. Yeah, you were supporting each other to be here. If you still have a, uh, most of you still have a yogi job today, you can really, if you haven't done it yet, say, ah, what, what is it like to um, wash the dishes or to hoover <laughs> or to clean a bathroom with a sense of, ah, this is an act of giving. It's an act of support. It's about supporting others. And what does that do yeah, to, the, to the being when we do that? Mm-hmm. So, you know, this practice of dana weaves into to the to all of our practice yeah and it's different forms the formal the informal um, and it's very much sometimes i also see it as as i've said as like this kind of giving our energy to keep these teachings going to keep the wheel uh of the dharma going so one way uh the buddha is spoken of and his teachings are spoken of like he he got the wheel <laughs> of Dharma moving, and it's a beautiful image, right? Because you've ever been around a Tibetan uh, monastery or temple, you know they have these wheels <laughs> outside, and people walk by and they spin them. And sometimes, if you're there at rush hour, it's really wonderful. There's <laughs> like people going by, and you know, full intention and just like getting them, getting them going, and the sense of, ah, that spreads, yeah, it spreads the compassion, it spreads the wisdom into the world, and one person after the other, and they're wooden, so they make this sound, it's very, very beautiful, and we can see ourselves in these actions, yeah, in cleaning the toilet, <laughs> in showing up to practice, yeah, both here, and then as we move forward, yeah, keeping those wheels turning, keeping that wheel turning, as it has been, for 2,600 years mm-hmm. by people like us. Yeah. Ordinary, wonderful people like us yeah. that have been doing that. And so at the end, uh, towards the end of a retreat, yeah, it's not the end, it's towards the end of a retreat like today, um, there's also the possibility to practice dana uh, uh, in another, in an additional form. And um, again, it's still that sense of participation that's really key in this uh, practice. Um, and also of gratitude. Yeah, of appreciation, gratitude towards ourselves, gratitude towards others that have made it possible um, to be here.
and the, the teachings yeah, in our tradition, as well as the work of the, our residential staff here, and I'll say a little bit more about that in a moment, that is offered in the spirit of dana, yeah, fully. And you may have gathered I like to ask questions. <laughs> so uh, I, I like to also answer them. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, a question that comes up is why? You know, we live in a world where the exchange between people uh, is pretty straightforward, you know. I offer you something, it seems, then, you know, I tell you what it costs and you pay for it. You know, that's what it's like when we go (coughs) into a shop to buy our food or, um, you know, most forms of um, care that we offer each other are done that way. Yeah, there's a, a fixed price, yeah. And that exchange is done in that way. And yet, uh, we choose, yeah, again and again in this tradition, to not follow that model, but to follow a different model. Yeah. It's important to contemplate why, yeah, why that is. And one reason for that is that it's so important, yeah, so important that these teachings are as accessible as possible, yeah to as many as possible, that they do not come with a price tag. Yeah. Uh, people feel welcome to be here, and to be online, yeah. without a price, and also without an expectation. I'll say more of that in a moment. So that's one reason. Another reason is um, that this practice of dana is, as hopefully we're getting the sense, it's a deep and profound practice for all of us. It's a practice of actually making contact with this movement of giving and receiving between us. Yeah. And we can contemplate, you know, the giving and receiving with the trees, yeah, that is happening, Nathan mentioned it, in every moment. Yeah. And would it be possible to ever <laughs> say it's worth this much? but it is possible for us to open and to feel and to contemplate that and to feel the beauty of it, the power of that. So it's a deep and powerful practice for us to explore this way of relating between us. And this kind of touches on the third uh, reason why I feel, you know, dana practice is so important. And that's because it makes this exchange, it makes the flow between us conscious. Yeah. Just like standing with the tree and having a sense of what we receive. Yeah. Bringing consciousness to that which in our societies has become so unconscious, so numb. Yeah. Feeling that movement of giving and receiving between us. So I want to say a little bit about um, where, yeah, our dana practice can be directed today. Yeah, and it's just one form of this, you know, it's much bigger than the particular f- practice today. Um, so um, the, the fee you've paid to come and retreat covers the costs of this retreat. Yeah. It's very generous and very helpful. Yeah, to keep Guy House uh, going. 
And there is the possibility to offer um, further support, if you wish and if you can, both to the Guy House General Fund, which um, allows Guy House to continue its development and to look after the house and the grounds, Um, and also through uh, the FAB Fund, the Financial Assistance and Bursary uh, Fund. Yeah, possibility to support that, and um, I, I tend to give a, a very uh, particular uh, plug to the Fab Fund. You know, it's such a, a beautiful thing because uh, the the daily rates of coming here is still not accessible to to many, and being able to um, support all those who wish to come to be here is so special. And I can say in my own experience, many years, <laughs> many, many years of being what we joyfully used to call Dharma bums. <laughs> yeah. Of, you know, living, uh, practicing uh, most of our time serving in Dharma communities, uh, a lot of our time not having a lot of income. Yeah. That supported Nathan, myself, many others to be able to practice here. And so today when my circumstances are different and I can actually uh, support <laughs> the Fab Fund, you know, it's such a joy. Yeah? To feel again, it's that turning wheel yeah? of the giving and receiving over time also. And so just to, to put that out there, it's one possibility. And if, there's, if anyone hasn't noticed, then the dana giving area is by the notice boards. So usually call it that, and the TREA are the two entertainment areas on retreat. So typically I'm assuming that most people are quite <laughs> familiar with that area, but still to point it out. Yeah. There's also the possibility uh, to offer dana to the teaching team. Yeah, and that's Nathan, myself, Tony, and Monica. Yeah. who, uh, you know, together have been uh, you know, able to offer the, the teachings, the groups, the interviews, the support um, for all of us to be here. And it's quite a, a wonderful thing to be able to offer this hybrid retreat, but it needs four of us to do that. Yeah. It brings uh, kind of more layers of complexity uh, into the, into the, the form and you know your kindness, your generosity, what you're able to offer to us to support us, um, allows us to keep doing this. You know, Nathan and I teach full time. We've been doing that for quite some years, um, and Dana is our primary source of income. Yeah, which is you know a wonderful blessing. Yeah, really, such a wonderful blessing, and so beautiful to know that. You know, our livelihood is supported by the generosity and kindness and care of others. And it goes back to what I said about the exchange being conscious. Yeah. It's like really having that sense. Yeah, those numbers, <laughs> the bank account. Yeah. There's something that others have chosen to offer to us. Yeah. That's a very, very beautiful and precious way to live. There's also the possibility to uh, offer dana, offer support to the uh, Gaia House service community, yeah, the residential community. And 
very happy at the moment that there's eight of them living and working here. Yeah, after a very long period of being uh, understaffed, and some of them are still learning the ropes. Um, quite new. And they're indispensable, yeah, for the running of Gaia House. Without them, <laughs> the food wouldn't be there. <laughs> the, the kind of, no one would know what to do as far as the yogi jobs, yeah. All your notes about various needs and questions, yeah. There's somebody there behind the scenes a lot of the time, yeah. Invisible, <coughs> but very visible through the, the products of their actions. Yeah, that is taking care. Uh, of all of us, allowing all of us to be here. And uh, they're here for, as volunteers for long periods of time. Yeah. Uh, typically between a year and 18 months, some of them longer. Yeah. So it's a real act of dana and of service that they offer to us. And um, they receive yeah, their uh, room and board <laughs> in return and a very small stipend, a very modest stipend that. I call pocket money. <laughs> uh, and so um, there is the possibility to offer dana to them as well, to support them, yeah, to be here, to offer everything that they do to all of us. So that's the kind of where, where our dana can, can flow uh, today in this particular uh, practice. And I think for those online, the information will be in the chat on how to offer uh, dana. Uh, and for those of us here in the house, then, as I said, in the notice board area, all the information is there. Um, you know, the different boxes, the forms, everything that, that you may need. Um, I also would like to mention the possibility to support Gaia House uh, on an ongoing basis with a direct debit, yeah, a monthly fee. Uh, I think it's not often spoken about here, but uh, that is such a support. And through the time, uh, the uncertainty of the pandemic, which for a place like Guy House is certainly still continuing, yeah, that is such a resource yeah, of knowing, ah, there's this much that is coming in every month um, that we can kind of plan around. So dana practice is, is a big part of our, of our practice. Um, and the Buddha had some beautiful teachings uh, on it. You know, and he said dana practice can bring joy. It's a practice of joy. Yeah. And it brings joy um, when we contemplate our generosity yeah. in the past. That's a play. That, that can bring joy. It brings joy in the intention to give, yeah, just feeling that intention to give, to support. And it brings joy when we're actually in the act of giving. And so an invitation today to contemplate that and to feel that uh, if you can. <coughs> and so all the, um, as I said, the information is in the notice board area. Um, also, um, in the notice board area, there are feedback forms for those in-house. Um, for those online, they will be sent to you after the retreat. And it's a real act of generosity also if you can take time to fill out those feedback forms. Uh, I always like to say almost everyone on the staff reads every single feedback form. So it's not just like 
you, you write them and you don't know who's going to read it. Yeah, no. We care about what you have to say. And so, uh, yeah, it's an act of generosity and particularly, again, with this form of a hybrid retreat, which is one that is still new yeah, for us. Um, so, yeah, a real act of generosity if you can take the time to fill those out. So I said a few times, dana practice is a practice. So I just want to say, give some suggestions on how to practice with it. How to practice. (coughs) And so I invite you to um, do this as a contemplation. Don't just rush. (laughs) But actually take time to feel what is being here meant for me. Yeah, what has touched me? Yeah, what have I received? Yeah, really allowing that uh, contemplation, giving it time. And then also allowing yourself to feel, um, you know, what is it that I wish to offer as a support? Yeah, letting yourself feel that, yeah, without limit. Yeah. Letting yourself feel that without limit, because it's that movement of the heart, yeah, that movement of dana through us, uh, is the most important, the most significant part of the practice. Yeah, that movement. So we allow ourselves to feel that, and I often have this image. Some of you are really familiar with this. Um, I expect some people can say my give my dana talks for me, uh, recite them by heart. <laughs> So we have a movement yeah, of this hand that kind of is moving forward yeah, with a sense of this is what I wish to offer. Yeah. And then we have this hand which comes in and brings in our particular circumstances at this time. Yeah. And we put them together. Yeah. So not letting the circumstances yeah, inhibit the initial movement, letting that be free and full and then bringing in the circumstances and putting them together and finding the middle way yeah for each of us yeah that's different at different times yeah and it's all part of the dana practice yeah it's all part of the dana practice i remember uh, <laughs> in teaching in india uh some years ago and and someone uh, being so moved by a dana talk that they kind of emptied the contents of <laughs> money belt into the dana pot box and ended up with like not having enough to, to get them to the next place they were going to. So it's important to consider our circumstances, <laughs> yeah, as well as that movement of just wanting to empty it all. And they don't cancel each other, yeah. They don't cancel each other out. They come together as one mm-hmm. as one movement of beauty. Remembering yeah, what I said, dana practice is a practice of community. Yeah. And so between us, yeah, between us we support the dharma to continue to flow. In any given time, some uh, have easier circumstances and some uh, need to take more care. And that's all part of this joint movement of community that keeps the dharma wheel turning yeah, and has kept it turning. 
just to say that maybe sometimes discomfort that arises with this, it might already be present. <laughs> just the idea yeah, of money, just the idea of what to offer, just the idea of do I or don't I have enough. Yeah? It might bring up some degree of discomfort. And here's an opportunity to bring our practice into more situations. Yeah? So that's why we want you to contemplate yeah, and take time with this. Yeah? So if there's discomfort, can we bring metta to that and compassion? Yeah? Can we uh, relax the body and relax awareness? Because yeah? if there's discomfort, there'll be a contraction. Yeah? Can we bring forth a sense of trust yeah. in the community, in ourselves? Yeah. Can we see this as a practice which means we don't need to get it perfect. <laughs> we just need to engage with it and know that it's part of our learning, it's part of our path. Yeah. And if possible, can we feel any joy that comes through? Yeah. Any joy that comes through in that movement of generosity that comes through us, which is not defined by an amount, but by the movement of the being to engage And so I'm going to uh, hand over to Hannah in a, in a few minutes um, to speak about uh, kind of some of the practicalities of today. Um, and this will be relevant, um, Hannah, one of the long-term coordinators here, uh, that will be relevant both to the online and the in-house participants. Um, before that, uh, just a few words for those who are here in the house. Um, over breakfast, there will be the possibility to come out of silence. Yeah? So um, we will be taking breakfast at 7.40, yeah? and there will be a, a non-silent zone <laughs> around the dining room uh, for that time. Yeah? Uh, the rest of the house will stay in silence so that you have uh, the possibility to choose yeah, what's appropriate for you. Uh, but just a few words about that, you know, how to engage with this, because you may choose to engage with it now as a way of just dipping out of the silence into speaking and listening and then coming back into silence, and that can be quite a valuable uh, exploration for us. Um, and of course, those online, you can also potentially do that in some way, yeah. Either if there's others with you in the house or in some other way of just engaging uh, coming out of the retreat conditions and then coming back in. Um, so some guidelines for that. Uh, body awareness, really, really helpful. <laughs> yeah. So if we can have a sense of the body, and it can be the whole body, it might be a particular part of the body where we can ground the awareness, the hands, the breath, the feet, yeah? somewhere where we can just bring the awareness in because when we start to speak, we will see the energy goes up into the head, yeah, and we become a little bit disembodied, <laughs> not vis not not visible, but that's what happens. And so we're interested to see that. We're interested to experience that and to practice bringing um, the awareness back into the body in some way. So that can be really really helpful. Um, emphasizing the practice of listening, yeah, 
So again, when we engage with somebody else uh, we, in, in speaking, we can notice what happens to the quality of listening, both the listening internally to my own experience and the listening to another. Yeah? How fully am I listening? Yeah? And so to play with that, yeah, listen as wholly, as fully as you can, uh, including uh, the body language, including the facial expressions, including the tone of the voice, yeah? including noticing when what's going on internally is you're thinking about what you're going to say when they finally stop speaking <laughs> and letting that go, coming back, giving your attention, that gift of attention. Giving each other space. So it may be that we begin to speak uh, with someone and then we feel actually now that's enough. Yeah, Even might have only been three minutes, <laughs> but it feels like I need to gather. And really creating a space where that can be said and that can be okay. Yeah? That we can say to someone, you know, actually, I need some silence now. Yeah? And we can walk out into the garden or we can go into the lounge yeah. and go somewhere else. So really having a sense of the exploration, the possibility yeah, of doing this in this contained form with others yeah, who've been in a similar situation to us. Uh, prioritizing listening, body, yeah, awareness as a support, and engaging as much or as little as is helpful for you. Yeah. So once again, thank you for your uh, your practice, your listening, your generosity, mm-hmm. and I will pass on to Hannah to continue from here. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.